Podcast out there. It's a Say No More podcast. You know what I'm saying? We had a little short hiatus. You know, you know, shit happens in life, whatever, whatever. You know, you got to take care of it. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, everybody good out there. Hopefully, you know, it's, it's been a lot going on in the culture of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Especially revolving around rap music and everything like that. So, um, first and foremost, uh, since we haven't done a podcast since this has happened, I want to send a Big rest in peace to uh, a, a young man by the name of XXXTentacion, as his rap name, um, his artist name. Um, you know, if, if I, I'm sure anybody knows by now that, you know, the young man was slain. Uh, he was robbed and uh, shot and killed. And um, it's a very tragic situation. Uh, a lot of people giving a lot of mixed thoughts, you know, trying to judge this kid. Uh, it's like, you can't, you know what I mean? Once once you're gone, you're gone. All that other stuff, there's only one judge after that, whatever you believe in. But um, he's not going to trial, you know what I'm saying? We ain't here to tear the kid down. Um, I just think it's a sad situation that um, any time you see somebody that young pass away, you know what I'm saying, and not from natural causes or anything like that. Like, he was actually robbed, and we've seen this too many times, especially happening to rappers, you know what I'm saying? Like, Chink's Drugs, rest in peace. Stack Bundles, rest in peace, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Jam Master J was killed as well. Like, you know, when we hear these situations of people getting robbed and killed, you know, it's always, to me, especially growing up in the hood, like, I've been robbed before, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it, at least if you get robbed, you live to see another day. And when somebody's not able to do that, that's that's just a crazy situation. And um, I can't say that I was, like, a super huge fan of, of uh, his music or anything like that. Um, so, but I will say this. Like, my wife and I did give it a chance. Like, when we listened to the first album, we listened to it together. Um and we thought that he had potential to be somewhere in the realm of alternative music, you know what I'm saying, more because he showcased a lot more of that than he did on the rap side. But then um, after he passed, you know what I'm saying, I did go back and listen to his second project, which at the time, you know, depending on who you listen to music with or if you listen to it by yourself, depending on mu- listening to music, you always, it, it just depends on what's going on around you at the time. You know what I'm saying? Or, um, you know, what like what kind of state of mind that you're in. Like, if you're sleepy, you're not going to take in an album a certain way. So um, sometimes my wife might, you know, catch a feeling off of something and be like, nah, I ain't trying to hear this right now type of thing. So um, that initially happened when we first listened to his newest album that came out this year. And um, so, we, so we just kind of cut it off, and I hadn't gone back to it. But I did after he passed, and... It really sucks because, you know, his second album, he definitely showed a lot of versatility. You know what I'm saying? He showed that he had a lot more talent, that he worked on some things. Um, the music sound mixed. The music was much better. It sounded it sounded a lot better. He, in the records that he rapped on, especially the track featuring Joey Badass, 
he did his thing. So, and from what everybody all the pour, outpour and everything like that, a lot of people seem like that were in touch with him. You know what I'm saying? Seem like they that they were saying that he was on the right path. Like he was trying to turn his stuff around. He was gonna go to court and answer for the things that he did this, that, and third. So, um, but it also speaks to you know the power of the tongue. You know what I'm saying? And speaking words and speaking things into existence. Like, because, you know, there is a video circulating of him saying if he dies, then hopefully what his music can do and, and you know, hopefully it touched people. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, that that was a big thing uh, that was going on. A uh, big shocker to the world in the culture of hip hop. So, uh, B, B, how did you uh, feel about it or did you feel any way about it at all? Like, it touched me a lot. I don't really listen to his music, but it really did. I didn't think it would affect me because, you know, we hear a bunch of crazy, wild stuff about just what happens in the world daily. But um, I don't, I've, I've listened to a little bit of his music, you know, when mm-hmm. he first came out. Um, I think there was a song called Gary's Revenge, where I think it was about, um, like, a maybe one of his fans that committed suicide and like on the yeah. like the the title or at least the cover of the song you can kind of see that letter mm-hmm. and that song really stuck with me I was like that, that's, that's a really deep song and like you said it was more of the alternative mm-hmm. kind of um, you know song not necessarily like a hip hop song but like a more a talk but you know we, we created hit, we created rock and roll so we can't really even you know, say that that's not part of our lineage either, you know what I'm exactly. saying? But on to, on to that, that was one of the songs that really stuck out with me. Um, I didn't really, you know, pay attention to his albums, I won't, I won't say that. Because, um, you know, I, I did get caught up in all the, you know, because I watch Everyday Struggle all the time, and I would see, you know, some of the stuff he was doing, so that kind of turned me off a little bit. You know, you know all the, I, I don't want to bring that stuff up, but anyway... Um, you know, I remember you texted me and you said, you know, you put in a text like, have I heard about this? And I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And then I hit the link and I was like, I was like blown away. Like, I was like really, I was like, damn, like I felt that for a couple of days. Like, 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 like you said, one, it's one thing to, you know, thinking about natural causes or just dying when you're old, mm-hmm. but to like get taken out in your car like your brand new car, you know, like just shot and and just die, like and, and that's the end of your story, like that that kind of stuck with me. That's like some fuck. That's the fucked up way to die. Yeah, you know what man. I'm saying? Like that's like the worst. That's just so fucked up. Like somebody wanted you dead and he yeah. and he did it. And then now, what a lot of these young men don't realize is when you take a life, you take your life as well because. You know, there are, you know, government and state officials that their whole job is to catch murderers and people that conspire, people that um, are part of it. So now you end up going away the rest of your life over, I don't know what it could have been over, over some money, over whatever. Now you're gone. And then your family, their family is mourning you basically dying because you're going to be in jail for the rest of your life. Exactly. And you're never coming back. And so I, I wish, you know, people would kind of really think about the choices they make. Because I don't think they understand what jail is 
until they end jail, and then basically you're in hell till you till you pass. So, um, but to speak on it, um, you know, I, you know, uh, it's just it's a sad situation. I would definitely say, I hope. I I personally didn't watch the video. I I don't watch. Cause I think that's another thing that people need to really realize is don't click on these videos of people dying. Because when I was a kid, they would never show anybody dying on TV. Like a real, like you have to go out and find like some crazy ass shit to see like a real death. So I know I've, I've noticed the media showing people really getting slain. I don't uh-huh. know why people need the evidence to see it. If someone says someone's dead, I would take their word for it. I didn't want to watch, you know, or see a video of somebody laying dead in a car yeah. or, like, the kids that got stabbed in the Bronx, like, you know, live. Yeah, That's fucked up shit to watch. So I would say don't, don't, let, don't watch these videos and let them desensitize you even more than you have, especially if you're already watching you know, movies and films and videos with all this violence in it every single day, and then now you're seeing real people die or, or pictures of them dead. So that's my cautionary statement or tell for anybody that's listening. You know, I don't think you need that proof that he's dead. Just assume it, it is what it is, and, and you know, don't click on those links because that's that's not something you want to have on your mental. Because that could also cause your own mental strain and stress even more than just hearing about it. Yeah, I'm pretty exactly. sure a lot of young kids who have access to the world with their phones are clicking on these links. Yeah, you know, man. what these kids are going through, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember when Pog died, I, you know what I'm saying? We, we obviously saw the car, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's no way if, if somebody has footage, they're going to show you the actual crime being committed, you know what I'm saying? That stuff is for the courts and the legal systems to, you know, show proof, not for, like, the human eye. So, but, you know, we're all adults, and we can make our own decisions, but that was my decision not to click on those crazy-ass links of uh, whatever they were trying to show us. But, yeah, I mean, it is, you know, I, I feel bad for for the young men, and even the... The young man in was it Philly that also passed the same day. Pittsburgh, um, Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah, through through gun violence. I mean, we got to really. I'm not saying we as a people, but just this whole shooting people culture is pretty pretty harsh. So, yeah. Um, you know, I just wish all their families, you know, the best, and you know. Yeah, man. I mean. um it's very it definitely unfortunate. I hate to start it off on um you know a sad note like that, but it's been a minute. Uh, the other rapper's name was uh Jimmy Wopo, and he was out of Pittsburgh. So um, you know it's it's just it sucks. Like two rappers, you know, what I'm saying young guys. Um, and there was a lot of stuff that came up. You know, like you mentioned, everyday struggle and Joe. And there, I, I do remember that episode that was featuring um, uh, that dude from Love and Hip Hop, and it was also uh, Young Berg was on there, um, and he he was he was getting at academics crazy, telling him 
to leave this kid alone. Like all this is this is was around the time where he was doing a lot of the craziness and stuff like that. And um, you know, it just some some things to take away from these situations. Um, you know, social media and what you do with your phones and your locations and this, that, and the third. Um, you know, people people do have to. Hopefully, people can learn how to move differently. You know what I'm saying? And try to move smartly. You know what I'm saying? It, it did. You know, you you should be able to drive your car around. You should be able to do these things. But a yeah, lot of these I, young. I, I don't care what anybody say. You should be able, unless I know we have bad neighborhoods and people are hungry, so you might want to be cautious of where you. And that's any anywhere you go in the world. If you do bring, you know something that resembles money into certain areas, there's a chance that, you know, something could happen. But I don't think he was in a bad neighborhood or or anything. He was just, you know, just I think he was just buying a motorcycle or whatever and just enjoying his day. So, yeah, you should be able to, you know, because these same guys ain't pulling up on other people that had that same vehicle. So... I don't want to hear, like, you know, the robbery attempt. There's a lot of those same cars all over Florida, and, and you know, that's all I'll say about that, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. able to drive in your car. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. I don't know his life. I don't know what, you know, I, I don't know the circumstances. I don't want to say he's innocent or anything or he deserved it or blah, blah, blah. But like you said, you know, people should be able to drive around in whatever they have and not worry about things like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, nah, 100%. You should definitely be able to ride, you know, how you want, where you want, this, that, and the third. You should be able to move how you want to move without, you know, possibility of something happening to you or anything like that. But the uh, some of the things that people were saying was, like, I guess, um, you know, there, there might have been some sort of static that he went through with, with the gentleman and the, the guys that, you know, did this uh, earlier that day and then, um, you know, taking pictures and posting it and having your location tagged and, you know, it's just certain things like that that, you know, you, you always got to, especially being a celebrity, that's the main thing. And yeah, I think that's, that's, that's the thing that's a lot the, of the... That's the main thing, too, is... is you know, it's one thing for the average Joe that can't afford that car to drive around. He's probably not on Instagram or telling, you know, telling his whereabouts. But like you said, when you're a celebrity, you got it. We've seen what happens to our favorites. They got to They got to be protected. They got to be rolling around with, with like armed. Not saying he has to roll around with armed people, but he's got to have a buffer for anybody that's trying to you know, get near them once you had a certain level and a certain stature. It's unfortunate, but, like, people are actually out there looking for anybody. Not saying, like you said, it could have been, it could have stemmed from something else, but there are people out there that are looking for um, an opportunity, so you you do got to kind of travel with some sort of, just like, um, I'll use you know, any, anyone famous as an example, like, you know, you are a public figure and, and you got more to lose than a lot of, a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's just like, because I think a lot of these, I think a lot of times, um, 
you know, and this can be said about the younger generation that's coming up, you know, just as much as one might look at and be like, oh, you got a million followers and think that that's not really saying anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's just Instagram or some shit like that. That's a million people that whatever you do, whatever you post, whatever you say, you have an audience of a million people, you know, whether they, as soon as they open their phone, you know what I'm saying? Or, I mean, open that particular app, like they have access to, you've got a million eyes on you. You know what I'm saying? They might not be on there all at once, but that's just a million. You look at a person like uh, Beyonce or Kim Kardashian or something like that with hundreds of millions of followers and stuff like that. Yeah, or, you got a hundred, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's and still a yeah. hundred. Like you said, a million, a hundred, you still got people that are paying attention to your movement. And yeah. not everybody that's following you got your best interest because you got to think about it. A lot of these rappers that are posting about how many guns they hold, I'm going to tell you some of those followers ain't going to be, it's probably some kind of, you know, federal or state officials that, you know, are, are really want to know are you out here committing crime. So you're not, you know, not everybody that's following you is your, like they call them friends. Hell you know, yeah, there's a thousand people percent. that have interest in you that ain't necessarily... And it could be like, and not to knock the police force, because it could be for the better of the whatever city you're in. Because if you if you present yourself as a threat, and you and you're rolling around with certain things, and, and you say certain things, you know, protect and to serve. I mean, that's their job. You know, it could be stopping you or or somebody you went from doing something crazy. Straight so up. that that's part of their job is, is to protect and serve. And, you know, so like I said, not seen as a good or bad, but that's that's why they that's why they are on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that, um, you know, you just kind of want to, you know, be aware, be more aware of the things that you say, the things that you do, you know, what I'm saying the energy that you put out there. It's just a lot of different things, like because a lot of these guys roll around with a lot of jewelry a lot of jewelry a lot. and you know people don't know if that's rented people don't know what you're paying for it people don't know if it's real or not but the one thing that people that that we know from being from the hood and shit like that is the streets got to eat you know what i'm saying and that's a very it, it's 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 one of them things that Unfortunately, until it goes away, it ain't never going to be gone. So the thing that you should always let your kids know and let everybody know that, you know, if if some it, it's it's unfortunate because it, it happened to me when I was young. You know what I'm saying? And it's like sometimes if, if people want something that you have, you know, what I'm saying they they're going to go at lengths to take it. You know what I'm saying, or get it with how, whatever way that may be, however that may be, whether it's a gun, whether it's with force. You know what I'm saying, whatever it is. So it's like you, you know, just for the future generation. You know what I'm saying, everybody else coming up. Hopefully, you know, don't let this kid's death go in vain. You know what I'm saying, like just see, see that he was young, that he was talented, that even though 
he did and even the way that you approach things even the way that you decide to come out you know what i'm saying you don't have to do the most extreme thing to be looked at you know what i'm saying because you know sometimes that can leave a lasting impression but if people really want to know more about this guy you know what i'm saying like I would say check out that album that he put out. It was really, really good. Um, he has some good messages in there and um, good music, and um, it, it sucks. I think it's the one that's called Question Mark, and it dropped uh, in March, March 16th. So um, the good thing that I did here, I believe his mom is going to be the one taking over like his estate and things like that. So at least his stuff is going to be going to, like, his family and, and things like that. Um, he had just signed a big multi-million or yeah, it was a multi-million dollar contract. So, um, you know, hopefully, uh, everything with his family, peace to the family, you know what I'm saying? Rest in peace once again. And we'll go ahead and, uh, kind of leave it on that and on to some, uh, some, some good things that happen in the culture of hip hop. So, um, now, <clears throat> at this point, like I said, it's been a minute since we talked, you know what I mean? But um, uh, a lot of stuff has happened. We we kind of let the, you know what, I, I'll be honest. I wasn't really, you know, I think it would have been, it would have been a lot of podcasts back to back to back just to cover a lot of the stuff. And then, you know, if we were trying to stay on point, which we don't we don't typically do that. The purpose of this podcast is not to just be on top of everything that's new and shit like that. But if it's something that's new that actually grabs our attention, then we would it. You know what I'm saying? It's something and I, I honestly feel like this has had a sideline for a minute and I just wanna say a lot of niggas owe Kanye West an apology. That's how I feel personally, because Kanye West, for the last month, has had his hand on music. I would say the culture of hip-hop as well. You could call him Mr. Hip-Hop. You could call him whatever you want. But whatever your opinion was before May 25th, if you could put the personal stuff or your personal feelings about personal things that he said aside and you could just go and focus on the music and listen to some music. This was definitely, as I said, when I saw the track list, when I saw the uh, album release dates and the names, this was a good summer. It was a really, really good, good month of music. Um, we had, what was it? Five releases. The first one being Pusha T's Daytona. The second project being Kanye West, Yay. The third project being Kanye West and Kid Cudi, Kid C Ghosts. The fourth project being Nasir, well, Nas's Nasir. And the fifth project being Keep That Same Energy by Tiana Taylor. All produced by Kanye West, all beats. Kids be ghost sometimes. Kids be ghost sometimes. Kids <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. I mean, what can what what can we say about these men? Like, I think honestly, I think the content, and I think we probably should do that. We just, you know, this is me freestyling off the top. I think each one, I think we could do an episode on each album. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for Give, sure. And 
man. Yeah, and this reminds me of the this remind me of the survival was of the of the illness. Remember when Death Jam was dropping like Onyx? Oh yeah, hell and, yeah. And uh, me and Max, because I remember if you caught the CD in the back of your CD, you had this like green disc with like yellow letters, and yeah. it would have like um, snippets of what's coming out from future projects. And it was, I mean, obviously with Death Jam, it was staggered, so it wasn't exactly like the, you know, the week after week after week, but it was something where it was uniform and it all came out within like a, I want to say a, a three to four month period. But that kind of reminded me of that because that was, that was a, a, a insane time. Yeah, and that was, that, that was, was dope. A dope. That was a dope movement. Hell yeah, that shit was, uh, it was definitely in the back of um I think they they previewed DMX um it, it was I definitely LL, um what was that song Ill Bomb I could have Ill Bomb oh Ill Bomb no 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 no, no 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 it wasn't Ill Bomb which one was it it was the cannabis shit Nah, wasn't what all yeah. that was, the disc was on there, you right. Yeah. That's the only man. place that had it. Yes. You could I, not get that disc anywhere else. Yo, that shit was crazy. What was that shit? The Ripper Stripes Strikes Back? Yeah. Hold on, I'm looking that shit up right now. Did did you have an issue with that song? <sighs> what you mean? I'm gonna say this. <laughs> my, I love, yeah. I love it. I loved it, but my man LL, like niggas, niggas didn't believe he did that. Well, not no, no. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. When I first heard it, I was like, but then I had to kind of, I had to go back and like think like LL been nice, but uh-huh. obviously, you know, we always he had his more, you know, because I know a lot of his songs was for the ladies and he's staying in his lane, so I, I can't knock that. But we always wanted to hear LL do that, like, on, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all album long, you know what I'm saying? But I believe I believe he wrote it. But what I was trying to say is a lot of it was kind of like he remixed what Cannabis said. Oh, like a rebuttal? Yeah, well, yeah, because if, if, if um, Cannabis said 99% of your fans were high hills, he said 99% like, of your yo, fans don't exist. Yo, when I first heard, I was like, yo, that, that might be, not saying it was, but I'm like, he do got a lot of, you know, and I, we're not knocking him, but he did cater um, to the ladies, which was no shade because it, it kept them in the game. And, you know, dudes still fuck with his music. But like he said, he said 99% of your fans don't exist. But you, I don't know how much credit you get for a reply to, you know what I'm saying, to that. If you flip a verse, like, if you think about originating a, a disc and then mm-hmm. someone, like, just remixing a lot of it, I get, I get always get a credit to the second round knockout, you know, mm. over, over you know, the LL. Like, and I was a hardcore cannabis fan back then, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, I was, I was to too. All his freestyles. I remember him as journalist. Yo, was it journalist? Yeah. Oh he said, man. He said. Uh, he said something. Something. Benagram. The three shots spin him around like ceiling fans or some shit like that. And he, and he 
that some shit like shots carry through like the nigga Larry Hughes. Like, <laughs> yo, this nigga, him. He was ill, you know, son. Was like, you know who else was low-key low underrated? What was the nigga I used to rap with? Nah. Um, oh, nah, He's on no, that My Country no. song. He on what? He's on that My Country song on, on Stillmatic. What was his name? <sighs> nigga. He like the dude that's on that song. Nigga. Um, nigga Are you talking about... Song? Are you talking about Quan? No, I'm not. No, nigga. We <laughs> already had a discussion over. Yo, no. I don't want to smoke with Quan, but now nah, we ain't talking about. It was a nation. Nation. What? From remember Q- from QB? Yeah, was that him? Oh yeah, on the last one. Um, yeah, yeah, these are the last words of a hanging slave. How could I forget this? I robbed you, push yeah, you in the head. Yeah, that shit was ill. Low-key nice, like, dudes that really didn't, like, not saying he didn't have a shot, but dudes that really didn't, like, you know, like, just continue to make music. I think those are some slept-on dudes, Nation and Journalists, and niggas have bars, you know what I'm saying? So, shout-out to them. Um, but, yeah, man. But, yeah, no. Yeah, I, I, did you, did you like second-round knockout, or, or are you the, are you with LL on that? Listen, man, second round knockout. Listen, you said, dude, did I like that shit? Um, everybody liked it. Man, like better. Now watch me rip the tap from your arm, kick you in the gronk, stick you for your van, go to war in front of your mom, your first, second, and third born, make your wife get on the horn, call Minister Farrakhan. Yo, what? Yo. Try to convince me to watch it. I say, nah, nigga, you started it. This, he forgot what a hardcore artist a hardcore is. A hardcore artist is a dangerous man. Trained to run 20 miles and saw sand on or off land. Have Yo. you ever tried to run in the sand, my nigga? <laughs> Yo, nigga. nigga should just try to run in the sand and then get back on that on the bars, nigga. Just, just run for like five minutes, nigga. Like, Yo. Yo, man, this nigga, this nigga cannabis, like, um, he... I nobody expected that shit because it really wasn't supposed to go down the way it went down. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, no, nah, I was I was super huge, super huge cannabis fan at the time. But I ain't gonna lie, when this shit came on and, ja- and Jaquan was like I don't know why Jaquan was such a big LL fan. He was but I think it was just I don't know. I think it was this was like his first battle that he was like really, really like hearing for real, for real. Because, you know, we've we've heard different battles back in the day and shit like that. We knew the Kumo D and LL and shit like that. So um, Jaquan, I think this was his first one and he loved the cannabis one, but he loved the comeback by LL. I can't style. Yo, this shit was hard body. Like niggas was playing this shit over and over um, tell me about the shit everybody that taught you how to bust another two. Yeah, that's about a boot. The fucking <laughs> yo, <laughs> any nigga, any nigga that go after Mike Tyson, nigga, nigga, yo, what? That, no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it a buck. No human on earth has ever tested this nigga Mike Tyson. Like, yo, like had some. Like, that's like suicide, my nigga, because I've heard Mike Tyson 
Like you, that's a nigga you don't like. Like if you saw him see you at a club and you you had some word for him, nigga. Like yo, this nigga was like on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, so shout out to LL for even like. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's wow. That shit was crazy, dog. Like, it was just, um, I mean, man, he. It, they had rumors that M, the rumor was. That Eminem that wrote that? Because <laughs> I think LL, LL is Eminem's all, I think he's Eminem's all time favorite yeah. rapper. Yes. And we all know that M and. M and Cannabis had, I don't, they did have, I remember, I forgot, was it, was it C2 Hollywood Stories, like Cannabis, one of his CDs, I think he had some different, um, Eminem, where he's going at him, and I remember, um, in Square Dance, I think M had some shit for Cannabis, but nothing really, so I think they, I, I want to say LL, I mean, I want to say Eminem respected cannabis. I know he, he did. If you respect lyrics and, and bars, because a lot of people try to give Eminem like the all-time high praise on lyrics, but there isn't, there's a nigga named Cannabis that, you know, he was levels, he had levels that above Eminem, in my opinion. Um, but he obviously, you know, he, he, didn't, he didn't sell 80 million records either, so a lot of people... I'm really up on any cannabis, but I know they they always had something brewing, but nothing really like officially came out between both of them. But um, you know, that's something we'll never know. I, I still think um, you know I'm, I'm assuming LL wrote that because um, he never needed help. No, no, nah, nah, we we and never heard. And he's all our favorite. Yeah, favorite we, rapper, we know, never so heard he, no rumors on that shit. Yeah. Like, that was just a, I don't know where that rumor came from, but that was, um, what was going on. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, the reason we even jumped on this was, uh, I, I actually pulled up the, a picture of one of the CDs. Ja Rule had the intro. Um, there was an Onyx album sampler for Shut Em Down. Def Squad full cooperation record was on there. That shit was insane. Uh, Core Mega Testament, that Oh yeah, that song. Te- oh, I played. I can lie. I played that Testament song a million times. Duh, and that this... album didn't even come out on Death Jam. Now that I think about it, I don't think it did. Ah, uh, because he he ended up going independent. He was one of the ones like him and I remember Royce. He went independent for a while. Oh. He, and then I'll, I mean, Core Mega definitely went independent too, like early on. Um, but yeah, I don't think that, that Cormega ever seen the light of day. And then I remember that shut him down at DM um is DMX one of the one rappers that you couldn't wait to hear him on a I think Nigga, he started that shit. Niggas can't niggas and 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 this is and I'm gonna just say not nah, is my second favorite of all time. Um, Jay is probably number three. Like in ninety eight even though they, they and I have accomplished all that shit they did, DMX was hotter. I don't yeah. care what anybody say. Like, if you think yeah. about DMX's features on both their albums, you couldn't wait to hear DMX 
on those, like, you waited, like, you let the niggas do their thing, and then DM, you couldn't wait to hear DMX. Like, that was, like, the highlight of that song is when DMX came on. Because yeah. he was on I Am. Wasn't he on I Am, right? Mm-hmm. And I seen and that he, shit, and, and I wanted he, to he hear that shit on, bad. He was on Volume 2. He was yeah. on everybody. Everybody... Man, DMX, man. We, that's man. when X was. That's when X had the game on fucking fire. Like he was just he he, had, he was in he a had zone. Hip hop in his in his hand, dog. Like he even though like we like you said we we love Jay, but man, X X was just some like man. And to bring it full circle, that's that's exactly what we was talking about. That was the whole thing of how we got onto this. So um, it's funny because they're all all these artists are actually signed to Def Jam. So this was a Def Jam Kanye West conversation to where they decided that they were going to release these five albums, and you know. That's that's what happened. These albums were dropped. Um, they all hit every release date, and there was something to take from every single album that was released. Definitely something to take. It was Kanye West. If, if we remember a while ago, and we're gonna give it up, we're gonna ba- basically do an episode about that um, in full. But it's gonna be a. Uh, Kanye West, when he was releasing My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, he did this thing that was called Good Fridays. And on Good Friday, basically on every Friday, he would release a new song that the Good Music Camp was working on. And from that, we got some uh, we got some some joints um, known as like the Power Remix. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, what was another one? Uh um, Lord, Lord, Lord with most deaf, um, aka Yasin Bey. Um, <clears throat> what was the other one? Uh, um, yeah, new uh, Christian Dior Linen Flow, Looking for Trouble, Don't Look Down, Take One for the Team, Chain Heavy. Um, and this was all just around what, what the feeling was going forward for my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Um, Monster got leaked on that one. We did get a sample of Devil in a New Dress. Um, there was a record called Good Friday as well with Common, Pusha T, Kid Cuddy, Big Sean, and Charlie Wilson. We got a version of Saul Paul. Um, don't stop. Oh man, Child Rebel Soldier. That shit was crazy. Um and Christmas in Harlem was the last one I believe that they dropped. So um so yeah, this time he decided to do this with albums. And the the thing was going to be seven songs per album. Um basically trying to trying the best to trim the fat and Kanye was going to hand chop and produce each of these records. The first person up was Push the T, which we've definitely dropped the podcast on that since then because a lot of controversy was created around that in regards to uh in regards to uh the um the last record on the album, Infrared, 
you know, uh, there was a little battle that happened. Um, a little battle? <laughs> I mean, no, I'm, I'm sure we all have heard of it. I'm sure we've all heard of it at this point, but we know what happened. There's a certain famous rapper out there, light skin guy. Um, calm down, light skin, as uh, <laughs> as Kanye said on his record. Um, Drake, you know what we're talking about. Yo, yo, hold yo. on. Before we go you further, I'm gonna tell you this. Let me tell you. Whenever, whenever the, whenever the Chicago Bears lost. Cause my dad's uh-huh. from Chicago. Yes. Nigga, you couldn't say shit. Like, just, <laughs> you had any problems, you don't get all the smoke, nigga. Like, you didn't want to, like, if the Bears lost, it was, it was like a, it was just a bad day, right? You know, so I related to that. Like, yo, like, when niggas team lose, dog, like, just, we, we, we have it, we want all the smoke. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga. you know, like, that's crazy. Man, that um, that it, man, like it, that kind, that Ye album, that's man, that's one of my favorite ones. I would say what I what I would say is I wish now hindsight can't take it back. I wish it would have came out last. But it would have created a different energy. Yeah, that's true. It would have created a different energy, and I think. I, I well, really I'm think it, I'm, you're right. I, I shouldn't I shouldn't backtrack. Um, I think I think a lot of people, and this is my little um, thought process on this. I think a lot of people are gonna go back to this Ye album later on, and um, really appreciate it for what he was speaking about at the time, because you know he was able to capture. Um, he was able to capture like he was able to capture his thoughts and his feelings and put it he out there. He made a there. live album. Yeah, like, dog, like we were talking about that. I, he made the first live hip hop album where man, that was, shit is crazy. It was created in real time, what real events. That's what artists and, edit, and no one's ever ever uh, done this before like this, yeah this literally. shit was not about a single it wasn't about what was going to chart it was just like it was about it, what was happening nigga, that, that month the like, whole thing about like, the 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 it's like he gave you and he gave you a a, a bit of him on each joint like the thought about killing you joint was, you know, we could speculate on that. We, you know, what I'm saying we we'll, we'll, we're gonna save that for the review, the the deep dive into that into that record. Um, but like from the Yikes record, that's that's the banger. You know, what I'm saying that's the banger. That's the one that you would um, play on the radio. So he gave you something right there. The All Mine record goes into his little funny like kind of wittiness that you've always known Kanye for you could call it corny or funny witty have you want to do it but at the same time gave you a couple of dope lines on there like the you know with the dry fit versus the three stripes you know what I'm saying and all of that shit like you know then you got the wooden leave you know what I'm saying which at that time you know 
like Kim Kardashian or not, that's his wife and the mother of his kids. And he, you know, going off of everything that happened with TMZ and, you know, the MAGA hat and slavery was a choice and this, that, and the third, like, you know, that could have very well been. He said, you know, he was on the phone with her and said, you could leave me, but she wouldn't leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's real emotions. You know what I mean? Like, that people... And you got to look at this dude. He's 41 years old and he's married with kids. You know what I mean? Like, so he's rapping about what is going on in his life right there in real time. Not that, oh, it's so swagged out for me to be doing this and that and the third. No mistakes is a... That's a response to Drake, period, 100% in everything that was going on. Ghost Town is a preview of where he wanted, what he is excited about, what, what probably was like the theme of him just being happy and ready to move on to the next joint. And then the last joint is a dedication to his daughter. Like, that shit's crazy, yo. Like, it's it's a... This is a this is an album right here that's just in real time. This is some real shit. You know what I'm saying? From a, from a real artist, like it's a real rap album that was that was just given to us. And I think I think people are gonna go back to it later later on. You know what I'm saying? So um, you know. But anyway, we we only we only lightly touching on. News. I don't know. I don't know. Fans is wild because I think niggas should have been going back on years, but nobody, everybody stayed in that that mindset is, is either hated or loved it. So I don't even know if people even go back and listen to it. Well, I don't know. You I mean guess, what you got to get hip-hop, past? Hip-hop fans do. I, I would say hip-hop fans do. But for the, the regular people, I don't think they even care. They just want they just want something to bump to so they well, can, you, you know, you, do what they do and go, go to the next one. You know what you would have to do? Because I could say this. Um... So when I say my wife, I'm talking about my wife, Mina. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, but I'm saying for the rest of y'all niggas that don't. Um, pretty much Mina is my she's my hardest critic, even when it comes to like my brother's music or, or my beats and this, that and the third. Like, because one, she's a woman. And you know what I'm saying? Women is going to give it up. Like, if that shit ain't popping, a woman is going to tell you. Hopefully, they know what they're talking about. Hopefully, they do know music. So don't just just don't just do a woman test just playing it for them and they don't know shit about music or anything like that. But if they do and they know what's good and they know what's popping, they know what makes them dance, makes them groove, this, that, and the third, they're going to know. And she is very well-versed in music and everything else. And I'm going to tell you this. She was off yay for a while. Ever since, uh, I want to say ever since since Cruel Summer, since he did, um, what you call it? What was the record? Uh, the fuck? Oh, that, um, no Mercy. Mercy. Lamborghini Mercy. She hated that shit. She ha- oh, she hated God. Mercy. She God. hated um she hated uh the other one where he was styling on. Uh, Chris Humphreys, the um, cold. She hate yo. She hated a lot of that shit because it was just, it it just wasn't the Kanye that she was used to, and you know she wasn't she wasn't sold on my beautiful dark twisting fantasy either. She wasn't. Okay, now that makes sense. I was gonna say if you if you like my beautiful, I yeah, 
It took a it took her a while. So what I did was we you know again shout out to the dissect podcast Cole Kushner. Um, we that was his first seat. His second season was about my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, and I had been telling her how ill that album was, and I knew a lot about it because I listened to it so much. But I did learn a lot from that podcast. And she learned a lot too. And the funny thing is, I think that video that I showed, that I sent you, the YouTube joint where the dude was breaking down Yeezus, and he went behind the scenes with a couple of the samples. That's how we found out the other dude. I showed that video to Mina because I will always tell Mina, if you like 808s and heartbreaks, then you have to like Yeezus because it's, it's, um, because she loves 808s and heartbreaks. And I'm like, 808s, I say Yeezus is just the angry 808s. It's still it's it's his version of giving you whatever he's feeling as an artist. You might not if you don't feel what he feels, then you're probably not going to get it. Or if you don't at least take a second to listen to what he's saying behind the music and everything else, because it's very it is loud. It is a lot of sounds. There's a lot of things coming at you. But if you listen to that interview, because it's not truly an interview, the sit down that he had with Zane Lowe, where he was just talking with the big chain, the first joint where he was like explaining what was going on. You can understand where Yeezus came from. There's no way that you can't understand where 808s came from with his mother passing. You know what I'm saying, and 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 the point that he was in in music at that particular time, and we're not talking about the rap game; we're just talking about in music in general. You know what I'm saying, which is what made him make that particular album. So it, with with Yeezus and everything that had been going on, you know, with him releasing uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and him wanting him him even the 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 reason that he put my beautiful dark twisted fantasy together. He still wanted to continue to go forward, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's like, it, you, Ye is a Ye is an artist, you know what I'm saying? Like, like at the end of the day, you can't even classify him as just being a rapper. You can't classify him as just being an MC. He's an all around artist. Like Prince was an all around artist. Like Michael was an all around artist. Where Michael would dabble in production, and he they knew what they wanted with their sound. They knew what they wanted with their music and everything. Like that's that's what he is. So therefore, you have to you got to be willing to accept it and accept who the person is. Now. You don't have even accepting who the person is is accepting who the person is. That doesn't mean that you got to follow them on Twitter. So I think the biggest issue with a lot of these things. Well, let me finish. The point was uh, for me even bringing me up was the fact that she looks at Yeezus differently. Ever since I remember the video I was telling you about, I sent it to I showed it to her and I sent it to you. And she went back and she started listening to Yeezus again. And. Um, she likes it. You know what I'm saying? She didn't give it a chance. She she watched she watched it when she first heard it, and was like, "Nah, I'm good." You know what I'm saying? But listening to it again, listening to it in the car, listening to it while she's walking, you know, like really listening to the album and and seeing what she got from it, she likes Jesus now. So like, I think that gave her a better perspective and how. That led her to listening to the Ye album because she wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? She could have been just like everybody else that 
that just kind of wrote him off. So I think ultimately you got to truly be just a fan of music to just bypass the personal shit because everything is so personal now. Everything is so Instagram and Twitter and headlines and this, that, and the third. And people literally judge people off of this shit. And I really feel like it's fucked up, you know what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to this culture, you know what I'm saying? How many people jumped on this dude because of a fucking thought that he had that he wasn't even able to fully explain. You know what I'm saying? Whatever was in his head. And and this nigga just told niggas he was just he just got off the meds. You know what I mean? So yeah, all of that shit aside, man, fuck that. Is the music good? Is there something that you could pull from it? I wasn't looking to Kanye to give me fucking college dropout, you know what I'm saying, or anything else like that. But I could tell you what, when he he started doing something before he started rapping, and that was making beats. And if he didn't produce and capture all these different artists, do you know how hard that shit is to do that within such a short amount of time? Because these weren't albums that they had been working on for long periods at a time. Like, this was new shit. And if your shit was old and it felt stale, then he was like, let's get rid of it and let's do something else. Like... Yeah, and these weren't... Um, these were top-tier... Um, legendary, out like, albums. Um, I don't want to say all of them, but... Like, these were some of the best artists, I would say. These weren't throwaway artists. These weren't just... And oh, they were so different. Seven, seven tracks to just some... These were, you know, Pusha, starting with Pusha. I mean, we ain't heard him in two, three years. And we already know what to expect from him. You know, we got Nas. We got Kick. Like, like I was saying earlier, when we were talking earlier, like, if these all dropped, like, let's say one January, one drop, March, one drop, July, December. Of course, we would love these albums, but in this package, I think it made it a, a little bit more special because we knew we were excited for this one, this one, this one, this one, and this one. So we were waiting on this whole... It's like we got to, you know, whether you celebrate holidays, I'll just say, say you got a gift in the middle of the year. Yeah. And you knew that you got people that you do want to hear from, you know, people that you're excited. Like, if Kid, like, I don't, I don't remember people talking about Kid Cudi's last album too much, but I think it was a really great album. Yeah. But when you line yourself up with Kanye, that's going to put way more eyes on it. So all these projects get way more attention because we got people even talking about Nas' album, which we know there's not a lot of Nas fans out there that are exactly. really excited. There's just people that are writing, you know, this wave of, of albums, I doubt they can name five Nas albums or even know, you know what I'm saying? Like, they were just, but I'm glad he still got that light on his album. And I can decipher the real hip-hop fans from just reading a little bit of information on their views on his album. I'm glad it wasn't for the people that didn't like it, to be honest. I'm glad this one... I don't, I don't know if it's going on in the radar, but I feel like it is. And I'm happy for that because I'm enjoying it. I play just about daily. So I'm, I'm super happy with, with not, I know I just skipped over everything, but, um, no, no, yeah, we just touch on it. I don't want to skip over everything, but 
Yeah. Um, yeah. We just touching on it lightly right now, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, look, like I said, we got to give these the full attention that they deserve, and I think they definitely deserve a full amount of attention. These These were very... These every project has something on there, something on there that you can take away from every single project and put it together, you know what I'm saying, with, and that'll be a last playlist, even if you took one song from each one. And, and we, we already know that there's more than one song on each project that you can that you can take away from it. So um, at the end of the day, um, it, it's just... I don't know, man. Like I, I could care. I could really care less about the critics and stuff like that because a lot of that stuff is people listening to it and trying to hear a certain thing and hear something that they're looking for. They're always comparing it to something. These albums make me feel good, and I'm telling you, the illest shit to do is to line them up from Pusha T to Tiana. And just let it play. It's an hour and 35 minutes. And you just go through, like, it's in in a way that he produced these because he didn't, like, let any record fade out. He kind of just let them blend into each one and just let it be a continuous thing. Yo, for that shit, like, as soon as Push's joint ends and then you just hear your, your, your whole shit switches as soon as you hear the fucking the the um the notes start to play in Kanye shit and then you hear his voice and it's like damn and then as soon as that shit goes off you know what I'm saying here comes you know um what you call it the first joint uh feel the love on Kid Cudi shit and then as soon I as Kid K- yo you know and then if they had a vinyl that played all like if you just if they had a vinyl or you had the flip side mm-hmm. and they had all these projects on one vinyl. That shit would be crazy. That would be crazy. You would actually, like, you would have to flip it though. You would have, they, you yeah, could probably fit it on two. You could probably fit it on one full maybe, joint. Maybe we should create like a super vinyl like where you don't Hell have to flip it. Dog, <laughs> that's, that shit would be ill, man. And that just do a collage of all the, the album covers for the cover and shit. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hopping on a vinyl wave. I've, you know, I've been for sampling purposes, but also I want to become a collector of vinyl. Like, uh, my, I'm not going to, I'm going to collect stuff to sample, but I'm also going to collect stuff that I personally want, not only on CD, but on vinyl, because I think when it's, if I'm copping a vinyl, I'm deeming it a classic. So, I'm definitely, there's three albums that I'm going to get in this group on vinyl mm. and CD. And definitely, I'm going to give it up to Pusha. I know, I, I know, like, I, I had, I want to say I didn't have bad reviews, but I, I was like, nah, we can't call it a classic, you know what I'm saying? Like, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, after hearing it, 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 it, it just, can't, it's hard to fuck with that CD. It's gonna be like that's definitely his back. Like and I, and I went back because I know I was like, damn, I think you know, um, what was that? My name is my name. I was like, yo, I think that's better. But then I was thinking about lyrically, this nigga is on another planet compared to my you, name. Nigga, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. But I did 
I got some ideas, son. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk offline because you know what I'm saying we ain't gonna get that shit up on the podcast because we're gonna turn that shit into merch. You know what I'm saying? You niggas gonna be copying from us. Say, I wanna definitely say after hearing Santa Rita, because I was like, you know what I'm saying? Like when I first heard it, I was like, okay, 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 okay. I think I can lie. Before you go into that, let's let's take a pause real quick for a quick commercial break. We're gonna come right back with some thoughts on Santeria. Alright, we're gonna pause real quick. Year, you know what it is. It's your boy Al, you know what I'm saying? And thank you for rocking with the Say No More podcast. I just wanted to take a quick time out to give you a little bit of information, you know what I'm saying? So if you want any quick um, questions or anything like that, tweet, you know, tweets, whatever, whatever, you can hit us at the Say No More Pod, and that's P- the Say No More POD. That's on Twitter. Everything else is pretty much the Say No More Podcast. And that's on Facebook or Instagram, you know what I'm saying? And it's including the Gmail, the Say No More Podcast at gmail.com. So um, just wanted to make a quick shout out to, you know, my brother, Jaquan, a.k.a. Artis, who's the MC that you definitely heard on um, The Essence, which was the tribute to Guru on the Moment of Truth 20th anniversary. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely the engineer. He's making everything sound smooth, good, you know what I'm saying? Layering everything properly to make sure that this show comes out with the best quality that you can get. You know what I mean? So you definitely appreciate that. Nothing gets done by by yourself you know what i'm saying you definitely have to have a strong team behind you you know what i mean i just wanted to highlight that real quick beautiful noise entertainment is the building you already know that's the label and when you hear the music on here typically the music is produced by me i go by dj nasla which is just my name backwards that's n-a-h-s-l-a so that's dj nasla and that you can catch me on that on twitter and the same thing on Instagram, you know what I'm saying, as well as Facebook. So just wanted to hit y'all with that little bit of information. All right, now back to the show. One year. Yo, we back, you know what I'm saying, Save No More Podcast, Alan B, rocking, you know what I'm saying. So we took a quick commercial break real fast. So um, right before we did that, though, B, you was about to get into the whole thing about Santeria off that critically hood, some would call it, a soon-to-be classic acclaimed Daytona by Pusha T, produced by Kanye West. Santeria, my favorite record on the album. Um, go ahead, man. What, what, what was you going to get into about that? Yeah, so, well, first, and then we'll, we'll do a breakdown on the album. I won't stay on it long, but... Yeah, when I first heard Santeria, I was like, yo, that's that beat from... What... Wasn't that on Little Kim Hardcore? Yeah, yeah, it's off Little Kim. And I was like, ah, you know, I was like, that's not the best beat I would use. Um, 
you know, because that's probably the only song I, I think I skipped and then come back baby. Those were the two that wasn't like, you know, I wasn't feeling that first on the first, like, I want to say a week or two. But then as I kept spinning it, I just watched the shit play. And I'm like, okay, let me let, let me just let Santa Rita play. And damn, nigga, like, oh man, the lyrics, the, the breakdown of the beat, the topic, oh man, that that quickly became, um, I definitely think my favorite song outside of Infrared. Um, and yeah, man, like that shit is, is, was one of the hardest songs I've ever heard, man, with Kanye. Damn, man, like, I don't know what, I don't know what you can say about the way he's been rolling out these beats, especially on, on Daytona. Um, shout out to Kanye for that, but yeah, definitely, I think Santa Rita, um, that, that is the stand, that is my favorite song on there and the standout song. I mean, it, yeah, it's like, it, it's just, it just gave it, this was that one from um from push that you know just just the opening lines you know what i'm saying now that the tears are dried and the pain takes over let's talk this payola and you know the first words is after that you killed god's baby when it wasn't when it wasn't his will it's like the and the blood spill we can't talk this shit over we can't talk this shit over it's like you know what this song felt like, nigga? What? It felt like Godfather 3, nigga. Like, like the end and shit. Like how the beat chopped up in the end of Godfather 3 when all that shit, when his, his, his daughter get popped and shit. Yeah. Or, or kind of like the end of Godfather 1 when he like, he like, um, the, the, um, when they're in the Catholic church. Yeah. And he's saying all this stuff, and then everybody getting whacked. And it's all happening. Yeah, hell yeah, hell like, yeah. That's no. exactly, yo. Because he says that's, some. That's nigga. what this song is. Is like the end of Godfather one, nigga. Because he or, says yeah, some when, shit. When all the bosses are getting whacked, nigga, and then he praying for him at the street. Like that shit is hard, nigga. Like that's that's what it felt. That's what it feels this like when I hear that song. Like at the end, partner with all saints our numbers is all facts my shooters give all thanks and all praise no jail bars can save leave you like malcolm where x marks your grave hey Hey. it's probably better this way it's cheaper when the chaplain prays nigga what the only time you get a chaplain is if you're in the military or if you're in prison because if you remember from Malcolm X the movie, the dude that comes by and tries to say, you know, tries to pray for him when he's in the box. And he'd be like, he'd be like, what Jesus is going to do for me, Chappie? What Jesus is going to do for me, Chappie? You know what I'm saying? Like, they kind of, he thought they kind of bonded after he gave him the cigarette. And he was like, let me show you the light through Jesus, my son. And then, you know, he's Malcolm Little. He was still Malcolm Little at the time. He started wilding. But that's what that's in, like I say, the pre- prison, or you know what I'm saying, or the military. So it seemed like, look, y'all niggas can either do one or two things: you could let me catch you, or you could turn yourself in for what you did. But he's not leaving this. It, it sounds like from the record, it sounds like fuck all of this other 
talking it over, trying to figure it out. Somebody got an answer for this shit. You know what I'm saying? It just like you said, while he was getting it done, making it happen, shit was happening behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? If you So that's a recommendation for y'all for the movie, you know what I'm saying, on some Pusha T shit that he inspired this one right here. Uh, any of the Godfathers, one through three, I believe they're all on Netflix right now, so there's no excuses. Check if you have not seen well, I that movie. Watch Godfather, turn this shit off, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, dead ass. If you haven't seen it, but you I mean, they're, they're, unless you're like a teenager, nigga, if you're in your twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, and you watch rated R movies, nigga, you should you should have probably seen The Godfather by now. But if you haven't seen it, go check that shit out. Incredible ass movie, incredible soundtrack as well. Um, great acting, but yeah, that's you'll get the more to feel for it. But you know, just kind of back to what we were saying, like I just feel like niggas owe Kanye an apology because at the end of the day, man, it's cool to hate him right now, dog. To be honest, it's like, cool to hate him. Right? You said, yeah, everybody, every, not everybody, but I think it's cool. He's not everybody, but I think for the most part, people hating they just ride in a hate wave. They keeping that energy with the slavery, but probably don't know nothing about slavery. And, and you know Kanye is a well-thought-out person. Mm-hmm. And we just heard, we heard a blurb of what he was saying. If he had time to break it down, I'm sure he would break it down for everyone. But I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to throw him out the You know, he's still, he's still, I don't want to say families, but you know how blacks are, like, you know, when your uncle's got a line, that's, a, that's what he you know, said. You violate, like, it's still your family at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? He's been with you this whole time. So. That's what Ye said. He <laughs> said he's family. Yeah. He, he, he made that same analogy. He said, you know, sometimes you might be mad at your family. Sometimes I might wild out, I might say something, but you still love me. I'm still family. I'm still yay. Like, so that's how I feel about it. Like, I don't take this shit too seriously because at the end of the day, it's like my mother, my mom used to say, she used to mess it up for me. She'd be like, these people ain't paying none of my bills so I could care less what Michael Jordan does and this, that, and the third. He don't need my money for these sneakers and blah, 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 blah. Like, she, But she was right, though. At the end of the day, if you, you can enjoy what you enjoy, like, I don't, like, Michael Jordan, from what we heard, that nigga's an asshole. So I don't want to necessarily meet Michael Jordan. I'll keep wearing the sneakers. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about, because you know how sometimes you ain't supposed to meet your heroes, my nigga. Yo, like, we can't put, yo, we want to meet Michael Jordan. We got to meet Michael Jordan, We got to meet him? Yeah, Michael Jordan. Nigga, what if he style on us? I know, but if he's style on this nigga, you know he don't fuck with hip hop, nigga. He don't fuck with hip hop. He still like Jordan. I know, nigga, but if that nigga style on me, nigga, like he did Chameleon there, I might have to snuff him. (laughs) I'm sorry, nigga, for the culture, nigga. I gotta snuff. Like, Michael, you don't fuck with hip-hop. Like, a lot of people from his... Nah, that's, we can't do that. He, a lot of people 
people from his age don't get popular with him. You guys think about it. Peter Lord Tucker, not at an older nigga. Like, they was like, think about this shit they were singing on these albums, nigga. Like, the ones they were crushing, nigga. Nigga, like, but... they came from a different... You guys think about what, what they was raised on, the kind of music they was raised on. And I know hip-hop's about expression, but if you just break it down, what's being said, and I already know about hip-hop. From older people, like, was your grandma always doing to the hip-hop, nigga? My grandmother? Nah. Yeah. Nah. Like, nigga, if she heard you playing in doggy style, nigga, what would she do, nigga? Oh, nigga, she would wild out. She'd be like, well... That's what I'm saying, so I'm going to just give... I'm not saying I'm not a kid for Jordan, but I understand that he was 13, and, and the reason why you don't fuck with hip-hop, I, I, I'm not going to be mad at it. But, nigga, so Spike Lee, it. fuck with hip-hop. Chuck D, Public Enemy, Gangstar, like, he fuck with mad hip-hop. Well, Oh yeah, of course, a hundred, a thousand percent. But see, Chameleonaire wasn't ignorant though. Chameleonaire was smart. Damn son, you style it, yo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, nigga with a chick. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, no, like, no stage. Nigga, they see me like, riding dirty like, was big. I'm nigga, pro- Michael Jordan, listen to Ryan. Like, okay, there's levels to what Michael Jordan would <laughs> come across. We're talking about JV. Like, okay, if you if you have, like, a, let's say, um, if they're playing, like, I don't know what. No, like, we play, if Michael Jordan got a family feud. And he like, or whatever show like Jeopardy, who's on riding dirty? He ain't gonna know it. Damn, nigga. Like, if, if it was a quiz and he had to name five rappers from the South, he, he ain't gonna name millionaire, nigga. Like, and there's no shade on that. We know who he is. We know about Paul Wall. We know about the whole, the whole Dirty South shit. We already know about all that. We know about the screw tape. We know about Slim Thug. We know about the whole movement. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to community answers. If nigga is doing well, this nigga is at court side, uh, the final, like the, any NBA game. And nigga out here. The finals. He out here. big well. I think he also invested. So no shade to him because <laughs> it's hard to not spend all your money if you're a huge, huge hip-hop rapper and... I just don't want the nigga to style on me. I heard that nigga don't get along with people that ain't that they well, money, I mean, they money not long. You know where you meet him at. You know if you meet him at a gas station, he might say, you know, I'm just trying to get gas, my nigga. Fall back. That's but what. If you go to his, <laughs> if you go to his camp or you at a game or he's accessible and he probably ain't gonna style on you. But I, I don't know. I don't. 
that he, I don't like saying the word hero, but he was one of our heroes growing up. He was Michael yeah. Jordan. He's bigger than life. He's Hell like yeah. Michael Jackson. I mean, look, Mike I, Tyson, I, I, Otto I, Michael, these guys were, was, you know, like I don't know. That's <clears throat> funny thing is, I don't even know if kids have that nowadays. Do they got a Michael Jordan, well, not even do. They got LeBron. They got LeBron. Miles. They got um, Steph. They got fucking. Yeah, never mind. I don't want to. But I think, well, I don't even want to compare them. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, but no, we ain't going to do that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I just, I don't know. I feel like some people, you know, when you meet them, sometimes it's cool, sometimes it's not. Like, so let's say, let's keep I, it. I agree because we, we think they're one way, but they're probably another way because they have these personas that we think they are. So we might think, you know, a hardcore rapper is crazy all the time, but when you probably meet him like Gucci, man, he's probably cool as fuck. And somebody that we probably fuck with that we, like a conscious rapper, he probably mean us. Like, we don't know. I don't you know, know. We, 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 we know somebody. Know I'm gonna keep it funky. You know what I'm saying? We all about that. You know what I'm saying? I don't got no political connects. You know what I mean? Busta Rhymes. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, that nigga styled on me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, nigga, oh, what? What? Yeah, nigga, he styled on me at Soul Train. So, to all the people out there that don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> bo- <laughs> born, Yo, I <laughs> born in Cali, <laughs> raised in Jersey. You know what I'm saying? So when um, so when I was out here, the girl that uh used to babysit me and shit um. Her name is Suzette, and she uh, she met up with my mom's one day um, when we were still living in Corona and shit. And um, so this is when I'm back out from Jersey, back to Cali and shit. So um, she told my mom's like, yo, um, you know, when, when he come through or whatever, when he get off of work, tell him I'm here. I wanted to say what up to him, blah, blah, blah. So I come through, and, you know, we talking, whatever, whatever, and she was just like, yo, how you feel about dancing on Soul Train? And I was like, word, all right, cool, you know what I'm saying? Like, the show? And she was like, yeah, I'm going to take you there. So that's how I found out about Melrose, Paramount Studios, where they were still filming it, um, you know, rest in peace to Don Cornelius, but he was still living at the time, and him, it was him and his son, and uh, showing him how to run a business. So that's the Soul Train shit. So anyway... Uh, and that's just for the people that don't know, whatever. Um, so in this time, a lot of these people that we we will end up talking about and mentioning on this show, I've met, you know what I'm saying, one way or another. Um, and, you know, so they, they say things like, don't meet your heroes and shit. And um, there was a situation where uh, it was Busta Rhymes, Spliff Star, Sean Paul, um, they were all there on the same day, and it was uh, the Make It Clap record was out at the time. And, um, yeah, so there's an area where they have the um, craft services outside, and, you know, you go out there, get your food, whatever, and then you just, like, keep it moving from there. You know what I'm saying? You could go in and out the studio um you could hang out out there a lot of people would go out there and smoke and chill we would be inside dancing you know dance with the girls this that and third um Buster Rhymes said was fun you know what I'm saying like um had a good time 
you know what I'm saying, when he was in the building and everything. Um, so he's outside. I don't remember if this was... I think this this was definitely after the situation because after he performed. Because I'd have been tight for the rest of the day. You know what I'm saying? That's a long-ass day that you're there at Soul Train. You're there for 12 hours of the day. I think from 8 to 8 or 8, 9 to 9, some shit like that, whatever. And, um, you know, you got breaks. You could, you know, you're, you're dancing because we're taping two shows. You tape two shows one day, two shows the next day. So, um, yeah, if it was, if this happened before he performed, I'd have been hot, but the niggas outside and we heard, it's always bad girls coming to Soul Train, you know what I'm saying? So the finest girl that was there that day, we heard that she went up to Buster and asked to take a picture and he was like, no, but he said that shit dumb loud and embarrassed the shit out of this girl, basically. So, um... It was cool that you could take pictures with the people. The difference was it was like, yo, no, it was pretty much like they were trying to tell us, like, learn how to act around people that's famous, this, that, and third. So it's like, don't be all up in their face, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know what I'm saying, if they feel like they want some space, then give it to them, you know what I'm saying, just be respectful type thing. So I figured I would just roll by and be like, you know, get the handshake or some shit like that. Every nigga in the hood or that has a group of friends has always had a friend that either tried this on you or what have you. You and you probably know, you definitely gonna know what I'm talking about. So basically I stuck my hand out to shake Buster's hand. I was like, yo, Buster, what up? The nigga looked at my hand. Then he looked at me, looked me up and down, gave me the head nod and went right back to his conversation. This was after he styled on the girl. Nigga, all I said was a hand. I didn't ask for a picture, my nigga. Nigga, I be baby. She ain't look that good. I mean, we talking about Buster Rhymes. Nigga been all over the world. We talking about the finest chick in Soul Train that day. Like he probably seen. Oh. Yeah, we, he probably seen better chicks, so I figured I would just get hit the nigga with a handshake and keep it moving. Like that ain't nothing. That don't, that don't take none none of your time. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it don't. It just hit a nigga with a handshake, keep it moving. But this is how you know that Buster asshole, b, or he get into his zone when he like do his thing. When we was out there for that tribe, um, for that tribe, uh, the uh, the pop up shop. On um, uh, on on La Brea, and that's where I got the uh, the vinyl autographed and shit. Um, Buster was there, and I seen his little Asian kid wanted to you know roll up to oh, say what up. You, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> so you already came in. You, did you know you were gonna be there? Did I know Buster was gonna be there? Yeah. No. Okay, so one, so all oh, that shit pop back up when you see a nigga. Nigga, <laughs> I look, I seen me and Mina yeah. was, nigga, me and Mina was. Nigga was like, oh, it's on, nigga, part two, nigga. <laughs> yo, look, Mina was like, yo, yeah. Buster right there. I I told her straight yeah, up. Smoke, 
said, Joe. I'm not going over there. Fuck that. That nigga oh, be... <laughs> yeah. Yo, you, you holding them grudges, dog. Hold on, hold on. Well, Pete, Pete this out. When we go there, I hold the microphone like a grudge. <laughs> well, Pete this <laughs> out, though. So the little Asian kid was super hyped. He was like, Consequence, oh, uh, Q-tip, oh, shit. Like, he, his mind was just blown, right? And then he see Buster, and I see his eyes really light up. I'm like, damn, he kind of young, but he must be, somebody must be putting him on to some good hip-hop type shit. So this right. nigga, I wanted to tell him, yo, little man, don't do it. Don't do it. Like, But, yo, he did it anyway. Nigga went over there, tried to get attention from Buster or get his attention and shit and see if he can get an autograph. Nigga, Buster, you would have thought that, there was nobody on that street, on that block, standing there. Like, Buster walked and did not acknowledge the earth that this kid stood on. And his fucking security dude was like, nah, nigga, bounce. I was like, yo, this nigga... Like, he ain't even looked to wave to the nigga and say, yo, what up, son, or salute, or anything like that. He just heard these... It's like he ain't even hear the kids say nothing. He just beeline to right to where he was going. I was like, damn, that's that nigga the same. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's just not. Maybe he's just not fancy. You know what I'm I, I, that's what I might feel. He you know, he, he might not you know, be. So, so you know how you like drive out to Vegas and you had a long strip where there's like no no you know like this desert and shit. Yeah. Like, he saw the nigga, like, on a flat tire. <laughs> 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 and, his, and his battery died on his phone, nigga. <laughs> when did he stop, nigga? <laughs> would I stop? Would you stop? <laughs> Man, I can't even... Th- <laughs> I can't Yo, even... Yo, think- that was wild, nigga. <laughs> and then, like, you get out the, you get out the car... He's like, yo, son, yo, yo, you got a phone, you got a spare tire, and and you just look at him, and then you just <laughs> walk back in the car. <laughs> Tell that nigga just make it clap, nigga. Pause, nah, nigga. I, uh, He's like, yo, you remember me, son? Old train, son. <laughs> what? Nah. He's like, yo, what do you mean, old train? Yo, son. He'd be like, don't do it. I don't even know what you're talking about, God. Like, fuck <laughs> out of here. Like, I need, I I need this you, tire. <laughs> I, no, I know what you're saying, you know, like, you know, when you when you meet or you think, you know, it might, like, that, that makes sense because if you have one bad experience, it may change your perception on on that rapper. So, like you said, we got Michael Jordan so high up there that if he thought on us, I ain't throwing away my Jordan, nigga, but I'm like, you know, nah, nigga, I'll, I'll be all right, nigga. Like, it is what it is, nigga. We, I can say I saw, I saw it in the I can tell you what, if he if he style on us, I'ma just have mad jokes, my nigga. That's just <laughs> you just open up the box for me to joke on you whenever the fuck I feel like. So that's that's just my thing. Like it, that's that's how I'm I was raised. Fuck it. If you gonna style on me, nigga, I'ma style on you back type of shit. But yeah, nah, I I, I mean, you know, but he still makes me, you know, he still has classic music that I have purchased. Um but yeah, that was like Ewing, nigga. I held that grudge for a long time, like with Patrick Ewing. I was like, fuck that nigga, because he styled on me too. 
But, um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? No more styling on niggas in 2018. Fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we grown now, nigga. We'll rip you apart on this fucking mic, nigga, or in your face. It don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Bringing, nigga, bringing it to all these niggas. We want that smoke. Fuck out of here. But nah, nah, like, yeah, um... I'm gonna, I'm gonna get an autograph for you, nigga. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to make that happen. <laughs> nah, nigga, you know how much Michael Jordan autograph memorabilia is out there? You could definitely get that shit off eBay for, like, dumb shit. Nah, nah, from Buster, nigga. I'm gonna get that for Buster. Uh, nah, nigga. fuck that, man. This nigga, this nigga still trying to make Extinction Level event, too, nah, my nigga. Like, nah, I think I still got that Anarchy CD. I'm gonna take the cover out. <laughs> I'm gonna put it in my pocket. I'm gonna carry that shit for ten years, nigga. Give me ten years. <laughs> I'm like, yo, nigga, this is a ten year operation. I got, it. hey, you gotta sign this. Extinction level event is the best album. My nigga. <laughs> yeah, extinction level event, best Buster Rhymes album. Probably so. Yeah. I remember I, I bought, like, I remember, like, every Christmas I would ask for CDs, and I think he always, I don't remember this, but I know I always got his CDs around Christmas time. Um, yeah. Always had, always asked for, like, 10 CDs. Yeah, he dropped, yeah. he definitely dropped towards the end of the year. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I, I would want to say that. I, I want to say that. Because like, we, um, we, we were always in school when he had a new album out. You know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely, definitely end of the year. But yeah, that's back. That was just my little, you know, feeling about the Kanye situation. I mean, Kanye's done a lot. We're going to dig into the whole Good Fridays process. We're going to talk about the past Good Fridays and how great those songs were. And then we're going to be able to strip this apart album by album. You know what I'm saying? Detailing what it is. Um, I need seven songs from... Not, I don't want to talk about my idea, but... I think I need more of that in hip hop because I think I know he took that from Jay mm-hmm. as far as you know a short like concise album like at least the idea that I'm not saying Jay was the first one but I think a lot of the 44 444 influenced Kanye's rollout and I love that size CD because we. We got all this shit we got to do during the day, and if you can trim the fat and and make it a great album or at least a classic, I love hearing that. Like 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 we were talking about time too, like how why why there's so many songs on there when the first one had half the songs. Like if we trim time two to seven, are we talking about a whole different? You know, even Book of Ryan. Could you yeah. imagine getting the best seven on that? That would be fucking insane. Yeah. I, I know some songs that I, like, if I could take off Book of Ryan, I could reshape that CD, mm-hmm. and you put seven, I, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? Like, in prime two with seven, man, like, these are a whole nother, this is like a whole nother album. These are just like, man, very, very different albums. Not saying, you know, not to take away from it, but if you trim the fat on these albums, it's a whole different um, listening experience. Because obviously you can make your own mix, but that's not exactly the the way. Because I used to do that when I would make mixed albums or um, CDs for the car. I would just put the best songs. Um, I would do this. I would either re reposition the album where I put all the best songs first, 
if I was just making a whole album or I would just take off my favorite songs, which, which everybody, I guess, does for mix CDs when they make them on their own, and you just write out to that. So that's basically what it is. It's like you take your best songs and you put it out. What do you think about Drug Dealers Anonymous? Like, would you have been mad if that was on there? Um, no. No, I love Is that song. Is there a song you would take off for it, or would you want to eat? No. No, I'm happy with it with the, with the way it Can is. Can you imagine if that song came on during that, that seven? If it came on during a seven, that would be hard. I would, You know what I would do? I would have left it as, like, a hidden track. Like, you don't say nothing, but infrared is just very long, and then it's a space. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can leave it as a hidden track. I, I would have done something like that, maybe. Would you would you start the album with that? No. The way the, the, way the album started was perfect. Perfect. Like I wish you would have said that. I wish, I wish that was on the album. What, uh, Drug Dealers Anonymous? Yeah. I think it was just a vibe at the time. It was a feeling, but now, you know... It was it's, a vibe, but you gotta keep that vibe, my nigga. Like, yeah, but... When you get a it's, verse... It's different, though, cool now. It's different, though, now. It's different, because now we know that there's a lot... There's still a Jay-Z and Kanye war going on. Well, okay, so you... Well, is it where you think you don't got permission to use it Could on be. the album? Could be. Could be, Jay Z is. It's not like we haven't seen Jay do that. Yeah, you're right. Cause that came out two. I think two years ago. So I think things are are different now. Yeah, and it's not like so, we. It's not like Jay Z is beyond doing something like that. We we know he's done that before. So, I, I'm not. I'm not putting it past him at all. Um. So yeah, before we uh before we jump into the next joint uh whatever um another topic that you wanted jump into um i'm just gonna do this little thing since we talked about vinyl um i'm gonna you know sometimes i might mention some old stuff sometimes i might mention some new stuff but typically as you said getting classic joints um i've got three new pieces of vinyl uh two of them were birthday gifts i mean uh were uh father's day gifts and one of them was my recent purchase. Um, so definitely, if you have not he- heard these albums, they're three different genres of music. Um, so go check them out. But the first one, I'll go with the older one, is uh, from my brother Jaquil gave me Black Moon into the stage. And it's that's E-N-T-A-D-A-S-T-A-G-E. Black Moon this album was produced by uh, the Beat Miners, um, Mr. Walton, Evil D. And, um, you know, this this shit is like, I mean, what can be said about this? Like, who got the props, nigga? Who nigga, don't know about that? Nigga, who got that the props? Too, nigga, was like my, my second... Like, it's almost like a second Wu-Tang, you know what I'm saying? Man, but they had the old shit. Make Money, I Got You Open, How Many MCs, um, Sun Get Wrecked, Buck em Down, Who Got the Props, Powerful Impact, Niggas Talk Shit. Like, I mean, 
this shit is real. Incredible, incredible album. is is a beautiful piece of vinyl in the cover and everything to look at. The uh, the fisheye lens on the back. You know what I'm saying? It's just I, I love looking at it. You know what I'm saying? Second piece of vinyl was bought by Mina. And she got me Childish Gambino's Awaken My Love on vinyl. Um, if, you've, if you've seen this cover, and if you've taken the time to listen to the album, you already know. But just looking at this cover, this shit was made for vinyl. It shouldn't even have been on CD or anything else. It should have just been on vinyl. This shit is it's made for vinyl. It's funk. It's a great album. Um, it's, you know, just... Definitely. Childish Gambino, Awaken My Love. I, I'm not even going to go into it. Finally, um, my man, jazz, great, Kamasi Washington, uh, Heaven and Earth. It was one that I purchased myself. Um, it was 50 bucks, but it's like, it's fucking five records. You know what I'm saying? Five Five records, it's a, it's at least almost three hours long. Um, incredible album. Uh, he's got a dope-ass nod to Street Fighter called Street Fighter Moss and just did that with jazz instruments. That shit sounds incredible. Like, that's the single, actually, off the album. And um, it's... And, and there's the, the fifth disc is hidden inside the vinyl. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's in the packaging. Um, vinyl is very important. If, if the album is worth something, um, worth you listening to, worth you taking the time, like you were saying before, like the feel of a classic album. Like I have Thriller on vinyl. I have... Uh, a Love Supreme by John Coltrane on vinyl. Um, those are just some personal ones. I have the Godfather soundtrack on vinyl. Um, and I have Kamasi's first album on vinyl as well. So those are some of the new ones that I do have. I have the Car Wash soundtrack on vinyl. I just picked up Muhammad Ali, I Am the Greatest motion picture soundtrack and Eddie Murphy's actual album with Party All the Time and all of that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's I, it's some shit that you just can't get on CD. And sometimes Apple Music and Tidal do not have, or Spotify, do not have all the records that you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you got to stop being lazy and take your ass to the record store and, you know, look it up and flip through and look and, you know, find something. But... It's all inspiration there. Obviously, you know, sample ideas and this, that, and the third. I've got 45s. I, I, just, I was just going through my shit, everything I had, trying to see what I could find on Apple Music and Tidal so that I would have access to it. And then the same thing when it goes for sampling. If I'm using an MP3, then, you know, cool if I could find it. But if not, you got to have that turntable so you could actually sample it directly. You know what I mean? So, um... Definitely, look, vinyl is back and it's popping. Just go get your favorite, go get your favorite album on vinyl. You know what I'm saying? Find a turntable. They they've got turntables. I, my mother's got me one from 
one to just play records. She's got me one from fucking Ross or TJ Maxx. Go to um, Fry's Electronics, Best Buy. Go to Target. Go back in the electronics section over where the radios are because they still sell radios. And I'm sure they'll have a turntable there. It, you don't have to get nothing like you're trying to, like, become a DJ or some shit like that. Just, uh, you know, that's it. Just go ahead and uh, grab yourself a turntable and um, throw, throw, throw your favorite album on there. You know what I'm saying? Um, throw your favorite album on. Check it out. Enjoy it. Listen to how it sounds, you know, coming off of... Uh, being played off that turntable, the energy, the feeling, and all of that, you know what I mean? Like, just do that and see see how you listen to your album differently. See how it, see how it changes a little bit, you know what I'm saying? So that's just my suggestion. That's my that's my advice to you for this podcast, you know what I mean? Go get yeah, you your favorite I, album I, I, on vinyl. I, I agree, because, you know, I just recently picked up some vinyl, but I never was on vinyl. I was, you know, forever but I do think you know it's important to because vinyl is hip hop I mean that's the breakbeat mm-hmm. that's the soul hip hop everything hip hop wouldn't be hip hop without vinyl you know those breakbeats that were wrapped on and then we know um, you know where it went from there um, but yeah I, I definitely want to go back and pick up my favorite albums um on vinyl albums, I know I'm gonna just press play and let it rock. So I'm I'm excited. I feel like a I feel like a kid, a hip hop kid again. Where you know you go to the record store and you just cop and you bring it home and you and you play it. You know, like I'm excited because I feel like I just restore my like it's kind of like a hip hop. Um, found in youth, you know, like you go back and you cop vinyl because I never had vinyl, I always had CDs and now, now you go back and you get the, that, that format, you know, that big old cover it's almost like, to me it's art like if you look at um, even like movie posters and hip hop covers because a lot of, that's the thing with hip hop, I, I would give cause we, we sit on a record label a lot but a lot, a lot went out to like making these covers and the photo shoots and how to design. Not saying the artist didn't have anything to do with it, but you know these these, these labels were getting them pressed out. So you go back and you look at some of these album covers, the singles, and it's kind of like it's like a it's like a um, like a time capsule. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You see what people were wearing. Cause I, I would definitely say look at the singles because obviously the the album cover is different, but the single you get to see more of your artist. You get to see a little bit, um, a little bit something a little different than the actual album cover. It was it was like almost like a second album cover for for each single that they dropped. So definitely check that out and and it's good. Just it'll it'll just bring you back to autumn times when them songs came out. So. I'm gonna definitely go hard on vinyl. Um, that way, I can just go back and play a lot of these, a lot of these classic albums. You know, even R&B that that's come out, and then I'll get to kind of play, like you said, where vinyl has stuff that's not even out on on any platform. So you start digging in those crates, 
And, you know, you look at an album, it could come out good. It could come out something that you never, you know, explored because, you know, you can play it. So I, I, that's definitely a good idea. Um, I'm, did we talk about Fela Cootie? Is that how you say his name? Fela Cootie? Yeah. No, we didn't. We, we talked yeah, offline like, about it. Yeah, I would say um, my suggestion, I guess music-wise, is to check this man out because this nigga has me dying when I'm listening to his his ad libs. Um, he was like, there's this song called Stalemate, and he talks about you know two you know two guys. He calls them brothers, you know brothers brothers, and and they out on a corner right, and they chilling. And, you know, between two of them, you know, they only got enough money for one beer. And, you know, so they go in and get the beer. They come out, you know, they come back out to the block. And the most beautiful girl walks down the street. And and she comes up to him and she's like, you know, she wants a beer, but they can't do nothing. You know, they already drank it. So it's a stalemate. You know, I can't do nothing for you. And then another story was like you got two girls arguing in front of you, and he he there's nothing he can do. He don't want to take sides, so it's a stalemate. You know you don't you can't really get involved. So um, I would definitely like he's he's definitely somebody to check out for. I like just just vibing with the music. Um, Erica Badu, she helped curate this. Um, I guess this um, box set a vinyl for him like or his estate or whatever there's been like four sets that she just he did one last year um so i'm definitely on it i want to get that i want to get all his music just after hearing a couple of things from him i'm definitely want to pick up all the vinyl on him so i would definitely say please check him out um he has an interesting story too um, I was reading about, um, you know, the background of him. So he definitely has a very, he was actually in California, um, I think for like eight months. Um, not eight months, but like, I think it was eight weeks. And they ended up recording something in Hollywood, I believe, like his band. And then he went back to, um, you know, the, the mother continent, Africa, um, to continue his music. And a, a lot of stuff happened after that, but... Yeah, he's got an interesting story, so I would say definitely check that out. Um, are we wrapping it up, or you got any anything else you wanted to touch on? Um, no, nah, I mean we could we can go ahead and wrap it here if you want to, or, or unless you have one another thing you wanted to touch on. Um, well, well, yeah, a couple of things. Luke Cage season two's out. I just started rewatching season one. It's even iller to watch it the second time. I know you still sleeping. Nah, nigga, is my brother? He stopped. Jaquan, nah, Jaquan. He, Jaquan told me, he said not to watch it right now because I need to finish. I need to catch up on everything else. Because what? He said I need to catch up on everything else. On other like series or? Yeah, yeah. He said I need to go through the whole shit. Yeah, see, that's that's what I need to do because, like, I'm not, to be honest with you, I don't have a series that I'm, like, dedicated to watching right now. Like, 
with Power, you know what I'm saying? They dropped the first episode. I haven't seen it, but I'm going to do like you were saying, like, fuck it, let the whole shit rock and then just watch it all at once because I hate yeah, having, man. you know what I mean? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that, too. I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I have to, I, I don't know why I got to watch last year. I'm going to get stars. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try to, hopefully they got, like, one of those free. Nah, they should be, like, joints. seven days, yo. They be styling now. You know what I did once, nigga? Like, I, I, like you said, I waited until it ended, and I did the free trial, and I just watched, I just watched the whole joint in, one, in seven days. Hell yeah, nigga. Like, <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is what you got to do what you got to do, but um, I think I do need to at least get it for a month or two. That way I can catch up, because um, that's definitely one of my, one of my favorite shows. Um, but yeah, Luke Cage. Yeah. I'm gonna rewatch season one, and then that way I can go in on season two. Um, I'm trying to think of it. Um, I started watching Marlon Wayne's his TV show. It's pretty funny. I watched the first episode. Okay, um, that's on I, that's on Netflix too. I think it's too. basically about his his family, like his ex wife, how they communicate after you know being um, separated. So I guess I think it's kind of like a play on his wife now. When he just pops up at his ex-wife's crib with his kids and how they how they coexist, um, so that that was funny. Um, trying to think of anything else on Netflix. I've been on YouTube heavy, actually. Yeah, me too. Um, I've been on YouTube heavy. Yeah, I've been on, I've been on YouTube. Heavy. I got I got a couple joints. I got a couple joints. I don't want to say on here right now, but um, a couple joints for you to check out so we could, uh, you know, That's we could. Rock. Yo. Man, look, one time real quick before we do wrap this up. Um, I know we gave recommendations, but um, and I know you gave the Fela Cootie because he's he's such a prominent figure. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's something different. But as far as the album goes and you talking about something that is well appreciated, do yourself a favor. Go to YouTube. Which is very, which is free. Everybody has access to YouTube. You don't need an, an account to click on this or anything like that. And please click on. Just type in J Rock Redemption. There's three episodes. They're like maybe eleven minutes per episode. So you're talking about you maybe sitting there a little more than a half hour. Look at this story. You, I'm not. I'm not going to say go listen to the other albums. I think you should. I think you, if you listen to this podcast, you should have heard the other albums. But if you have not, go check the other ones out. But one album that did not get the attention was Redemption. We are going to talk about it in full. But please go watch that. Um, I'm going to just give you this one thing. TDE will not be TDE. And yes, I mean TDE that has Kendrick, SZA, Schoolboy Q, those are three of the top names out there right now. TDE would not be TDE if it wasn't for J-Rock. That's the only thing that I'm going to say. Go watch it. 100% accurate. Go watch it. it's, It's called Redemption. That's the name of the album. You can get it on all streaming platforms. I believe my brother purchased that for me. I think I'm just waiting for that CD in the mail. Um, and I can't wait to get it and put the CD in the car because I did that. That was something else I did. I took all the CDs. So right now in the whip, I got 
KOD, uh, J. Cole. I got Nipsey Hustle Victory Lap. I wanted to have a, a woman in there, and her CD came out to purchase uh, this year was Rhapsody, um, Layla's Wisdom. So I have that one first, and then I have all the other ones that actually released in 2018. So I have the Black Panther soundtrack. Um, I have Sir of TDE with the R&B slash a little bit of rapping at the end of the whole shit, and then I have the Book of Ryan. And I'm going to change it out with another set of CDs that I get because I should be getting that. The Pusha T should be on its way. I think they were on a little back order, but I had ordered that right off the back. But, yeah, putting the CDs in the car and actually playing the sound quality from the CD versus an aux cord, very, very different, very underrated experience. Um, a lot of people should still do that if you still buy CDs and actually listen to them. And I didn't get a chance to tell you this offline, I don't think, but um, you know Pusha T released a version of his uh, album on the Purple Tape, right? Yeah, yeah, I actually saved a lot. You know how you have different tabs on your phone? Like yeah. The, I got so many tabs, you know how it counts? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, <laughs> I got like 80 nigga on Google. <laughs> Like my, it don't it stops counting how many tabs I got. So I just whenever I need to go back to some, instead of like remembering, I just go back to that tab. I'm like these are all the things I gotta, um, you know, take care of. Like all the stuff I need to buy, Hell all yeah. the articles I need to read, all the all the just everything um, is all in my tabs, which is bad because I like damn. I hope I don't lose every one of these tabs. You know, like this is important. So I probably gotta write that I'm like I was interested in copping. Oh yeah. Um, I copped it already, that, so I'm waiting on that shit. All day. I was like, yo, that's fire. Um Nas Nas is merch. I'm definitely copping. I seen the white um, tape, I def- nigga. I think I gotta get it. Got a white tape. Nas. No, I might have to get a cassette deck or, or nigga, I'm, nigga, I'm gonna go get a Walkman, nigga. The first Walkman. Do you play them or do you got do you got a cassette? I got a radio. I got, oh, a, I got a radio. That's what I was. That's what I wanted to get from. Um, I wanted a. Nigga, go to um, go to what you call it. Go to uh, Urban, Urban Outfitters. They should have it. And if not, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna shoot you the shit online. So if you can't find it there, then just order it online. That shit's like thirty five dollars, nigga. That shit works, and it plays tapes. And the cool thing is, if you find an old ass tape. You could put the fucking uh, SD card in the front and put that shit on your computer. Oh, that's ill. That shit is ill, nigga. This shit was like $35. I got my shit from Fry's, but they were definitely selling that shit at um, Urban Outfitters, my nigga. So, yeah, I'll send you that shit. But definitely, nigga, like, yeah, hell yeah. That's, that's man, fuck that. Like, that shit, was, I seen that shit, and I seen it was purple, I like nigga. I'm getting this shit right now. Like, and if you niggas don't know what the fuck up with the the definition of the purple tape is, turn this podcast off and never listen to this shit again. Fuck it, unsubscribe. I don't give a shit. If you don't know what the fucking purple tape is, and you claim that you a fucking fan of hip hop and you love this shit or fan of rap, fuck out of here, nigga. That's how, that's how I feel about it. But um, you got anything more for me? Um. I think, um, I think that's it. 
Shit. Well, check this out. Look, until the next time, this was a lighter podcast, you know what I'm saying, just to get us back into, you know, into it. Um, yeah, we just, you know, fuck it, man. Look, hip-hop is the strongest culture out there. We got to take care of it. Um, continue to support and listen to what you like to listen to, but at the same time, don't ever be afraid to take a recommendation for something. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you get further in this, you know what I'm saying? No matter what. So, um, we appreciate everybody that, that listens, that tunes into the podcast, that subscribes. Um, you can check us out on all different platforms, you know what I'm saying? As we said on a little commercial break, uh, Oh, Oh, shit, shit. My bad. Let B get his, my advice to you off real quick. Go ahead. I'm, I ain't gonna like act like I was up on. I've never been up on books. Um, I've recently, you know, been up on on just having collecting books. You know what I'm saying? And starting like a library type shit. So my advice, every everything's in the books. Every, I, my everything's in the books. Everything we got to be well read. Um, we got to pass that on to all our generations because everything is in the books. So start your book collection. It should, it should oversee your shoe collection by a hundred to one. Um, that's my advice. I'm, I, I know I, I'm, I'm probably, you know, I'm probably sure people are up on books, but I wasn't, you know, but I am starting a pretty decent collection and, you know, Getting that knowledge in. Yeah, I got a couple. I got. Definitely. I'm, I'm up. I'm, I'm just like you, kid. I, I wasn't always. I mean, I read as a kid. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't. Um, I didn't have a whole lot. Of, I ne- I had a couple books that might have been my favorites, and I actually did pick up one from Amoeba, uh, and it was the autobiography of Malcolm X. So I picked that up. I do like autobiographies a lot. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, have. Yeah, if you went to that, yeah. you know. That's a collection or, Word. Word. or anything you, you, you wanted to learn about or, or you know, me lately, I, I just have a, you know, a notepad of things I want to learn about or things I hear when I listen to things. So I'm using YouTube in a different way now. I'm using it in, in an educational way. Hell yeah. I still watch my videos and shit, but YouTube... There's a lot of a lot of messengers on YouTube that are using a platform in the right way. That's right. And they are getting out important messages. So, you know, I've been I've been taking notes and I've been, you know, doing things. So that's my advice. I mean, it may not be advice to some people, but I just wanna put that out there, you know, get your get your book game up, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody coming to your crib, it's kinda it'll be fly to have you know, books, they're like, yo, this this man's well-read. Let's have a conversation. Yeah, you know, exactly. about exactly. what's on that show. <laughs> you know? You already know. So, yeah, I will, yo. Hey, listen, I ain't gonna lie, nigga. I don't know. Books ain't cheap. If you can find them dollar book bookstore joints, which they do have, like some, like, really super discount, I recommend going there or to Goodwill or places like that. But if you just try to cop, like, Online ain't exactly like a dollar to do. So yeah, you, you know, got you can find some definitely find a discount, or if you see somebody donating them at like a yard sale, 
you know, just take the whole, be like, yo, let me hold this whole stack. (laughs) (laughs) Dead ass. Dead ass. Hell yeah. Well, yo, yo, that's been our episode for the Say No More podcast. My advice to you, wrapping it up. Check us out on Apple Podcasts as well as uh, Google Play and Spotify. You know what I'm saying? We'll be back at y'all with another episode really soon. All right? We out of here. Peace.